Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? What's up, man? Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a cool minute since uh, I've done an episode, but I'm hopping back in here. going to go ahead and uh, release an episode for you guys. So excited to be back. Uh, so what we're going to talk about today is holistic living. Uh, if you follow along in this podcast, we talk about this quite a bit. Um, but this, I just want to uh, expand further, uh, jump right in. Uh, get uh, directed to the point here so the scripture that comes to my mind when we talk about holistic living is the scripture in um, I think it's second or third John but uh, John says beloved I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health even as your soul prospers so what I want to point out here is that you know this is a common like introduction of the day uh, kind of uh, like a blessing type introduction. But uh, I don't believe that the the words are, are vain and empty and don't have any value. And what I mean by that is that, you know, John, when he wrote this, was that what that's what his heart's desire and his intentions for the people who were uh, reading this letter. Um, his desire and his prayer was that uh, they would prosper and be in health even as their soul prospers. Okay, so in here we have this concept and idea of inside of the Bible laying out at least three areas of life. Okay, now I believe that there's there's more areas to life than those, but I did want to point out that this scripture gives us clear indication. That, um, you know, God is a holistic being and he desires us to be holistic also. So the argument is, is that, okay, this is just a introduction and a blessing. But we have to ask ourselves this. Did John really have a desire and a prayer for these people to experience the reality of these things? And if he did, uh, coming from an apostolic standpoint and a leader of the church, then that desire and that uh, prayer would actually mean something. So... What I wanted to gather from this is that John was really operating in the heart of God in this situation. And he wanted, above all else, the people that he talked to, that they would uh, prosper and be in health, even as their soul prospers. And that we could take that concept and idea, and it's not a far stretch to go, you know, God wants me to live holistically also. Okay. Now, think about this for a moment. That if... Uh, God wants the opposite for you, that he doesn't uh, want you to uh, prosper. He wants you to uh, experience multiple, multiple failures, one after another. And he doesn't want you to be in health. He wants your your body to fall apart and be in frailty and be sick and all of these things. And then when it comes to your soul, like he doesn't want that to prosper either. So when you hear the sound of that, it should cause you to cringe a little bit. Because the reality is, is that no father would, would say those things, right? So whenever we, um, we go into the faith and we're trying to get a grasp around uh, God and his will and what he wants and all of those different things, we can't do it uh, if we escape his role as a father, okay? 
And so everything that we believe about God should come back through the filter that he is a loving father and that he cares for us and that he wants the best for us. Now, this is a foundational belief. If we can't grasp this single belief, then it's going to be hard for us to really uh, grow inside of the faith because here's the reality, okay? We cannot trust somebody or even love somebody that we don't trust or we can't believe in somebody that we don't trust also, okay? And so if he's not a loving father and he's not concerned about us uh, and our success and, and our health and in the condition of our soul, then then it, it removes him from this fatherly role and puts him into some different role that's really hard to relate to, okay? So just like this. Uh, Jesus commented, you know, you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more uh, your father in heaven? There's not a father upon this earth that would give his child, uh, if they asked for a bread, <clears throat> would give him a serpent and so on, right? You know, we remember this, uh, Jesus talking about this. And what he was saying is that, you know, in the basic uh, uh, things of fatherhood, comes this oversight for your children where you want them to uh, excel and you want them to do well and you want their their soul to be okay okay so if we can accept this uh foundational view of god then we can actually step into holistic living now here's the problem that people have with holistic living is that it's attached to all this e easy believism that's out there all the uh, name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. And what that is, is that um, that we could sit in, in our entitled state and sit and do nothing and expect to receive all the, these these benefits and all of these blessings and all this stuff. And what they have propagated, that uh, the health, wealth and prosperity message, that it's been so perverted that we've kind of like abandoned that message and set it to the side and said, you know what, God's not concerned about these details of my life. When in fact, um, he is a holistic God and he is highly concerned about every single area of our lives. And so to say that God's not concerned with our poverty, that God's not concerned with the health of our body, that God's not concerned with the condition of our soul or any of those things. That would be ludicrous to think that uh, a father wouldn't have those uh, things in mind for his children. Okay, so here's the bottom line of this. That if we accept the foundation of that, you know, God wants us to, to prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers and then begin to look at life holistically, then with that focus, then I'm going to um, begin to build all areas of my life instead of just building one area, for example. All right. So here's the reality, though, that too much of anything is not good, right? Uh, it doesn't matter what it is, even good things. Um, can be detrimental in excess, right? We understand this. Uh, there's even been a person who overdosed on water, okay? They were doing this radio show and they had this contest about who could drink the most water and um, and the person just collapsed and fell over dead from water intoxication, right? And so we know that uh, water is very good for us, uh, you know, within uh, moderation or whatever, 
there's a certain amount that we have to drink a day uh, for us to be healthy and all of these different things. But we could go into the realm of excess where, it, you know, we could be drinking uh, too much water and then that turns and all of a sudden now it becomes detrimental to us. So the reason why I want to point this out is because anytime we focus on one area of our lives to the detriment of the others, we get out of whack. Okay. And we get out of balance. And if you were to ask me, what is the gravest concern that I have, you know, for Christian men in general, and I would say this lack of holistic living and just getting out of whack in life. And we think, you know, as Christian men, that because our soul is prospering or because it is well with our soul and we have a relationship with God that, you know, overcoming our family poverty doesn't matter or overcoming our relationships uh, uh, that are dysfunctional don't matter or overcoming our, our body issues like they don't matter as long as it's well with my soul. Okay. And so what we have today is a very uh, detrimental belief system that is like pie in the sky and it's all about, you know, spirituality and, and closeness and connection with God and, and that's all fine and dandy, but not at the expense of the other. Because you see, there's not really any message or gospel that like that pulls us out of life and humanity. Like there's no such thing as as loving God and then not taking that to my family and to begin to love them and to spend time with them and to treat them well. Okay, so faith in this aspect is supposed to permeate every single area of our life. And it's not to be our focus where we we focus on the one thing to the detriment of all others, right? And it's pretty, you know, you could congratulate somebody for um, building their soul, right? And believing that their spiritual life is important, so they take care of themselves. But carrying that same belief and that same mindset into my marriage and say, you know what, I, I believe in my marriage, I believe in this investment, and so I'm going to do the work required to make sure that I have an awesome and an amazing marriage, right? And so this same mindset is supposed to permeate every single area of our life. And it's not good enough. It's not good enough to be good at one thing, right? I want you to think about this. Uh, a a one-dimensional man. That is that I'm not going to focus, you know, the only thing that I'm going to focus on is my soul. I'm not going to focus on entrepreneurship, building a business and making money and being a provider for my family. I'm not going to focus on being the best father that I could be and uh, being supportive and encouraging, learning my kids love languages and making investments. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm not going to worry about my, my body, taking my supplements and stretching and doing cardio or none of that. I'm not going to worry about that. Right. And so... I'm going to focus on and become an expert at the condition of the soul. But the reality is, is that um, the, the spiritual life is best manifested inside of these different areas of our life, which actually shows proof that we got something awesome and something tangible, right? Now, what would it look like if we took our spiritual connection and our power into our relationship uh, with our spouse, 
What would it look like with our communication with our kids? What it would look like if God became the CEO of your business or or he became your supervisor and, you know, all of these different things. What what would it look like if God permeated the whole enchilada of our life? Now, we often have this like pecking order sort of thing. And that is, you know, I'm going to love the Lord, my God, with all my heart, with all my soul, right? And then we set up this pecking order of like where people come after God, right? And it's usually like spouse, uh, could be like parents, and then it could be uh, uh, kids, and then it could be job or people inside of the community. And you see down the pecking order. And what begins to happen is, you know, in that pecking order, you know, the kids might come last or uh, the church or your community or whatever might be uh, last, you know, on the order, the pecking order list. And the way that that sets up thinking is like, oh, you know, well, the, these are put last. So these don't matter when in reality, like whole thinking holistically is that I'm going to take my spiritual life inside of every single area because every one of them matters. Okay. You know, we are called to community. We're called to reach a community. And so if we're saying, okay, well, you know, God's community, as far as, you know, the church and what he wants to build, I'm going to go ahead and put that last, right? Or if we say, you know what, you know, my kids are going to come last. And that is that I'm going to sacrifice everything on the altar to service to God. And, and I'm going to put him first. And every time the church doors open, I'm going to be there. And every time they need help with uh, the yards and 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 donating time and service, I'm going to be there. And what happens is marriages and families and businesses, they all get thrown on the altar to sacrifice uh, to this God that we think that we're serving and appeasing. And we don't understand that uh, we were <clears throat> we are called to take God into every single area of our lives. So back to this thought. Anything good can become detrimental. Let's talk about religion. Okay. We are talking about positive things that when we overinvest inside of them, they can become very detrimental. And so, so it is with religion and, and having this mindset of like every time the door opens, I'm there and, and sacrificing and giving up everything for, for the mission and all of these different things. What that ultimately leads you to is being empty. And you hear people talk about how they've been abused by leaders and all of this different stuff. And they don't understand that they put themselves in that position uh, to be used and abused based upon their, their mindset and, and the way that they're believing. So religion can become uh, highly detrimental if uh, um, taken to the extreme. Sports, food, coffee, right? So one of the areas of our life is, uh, you know, fitness. That is, you know, the what, what we consume and our input and our output as far as intake and, and uh, um, exercising and stuff like that. You get what I'm talking about. That it's, it's a beneficial thing, right? Uh, even Jesus said body or I think uh, Paul did bodily exercise profits a little bit right 
And uh, really understanding that, you know, in moderation, taking care of ourselves, you know, it's highly healthy. Uh, but we do have uh, uh, people that carry things to the extreme. I just seen a, a picture of, um, of a dude today on Facebook. And, um, man, he was huge. And um, I'm pretty sure that he died of a heart attack recently or something. But anyways, he was like super huge. And you look at him and you could see... Uh, by his body, you could see the obsession, and that is the obsession with uh, getting bigger and getting stronger, and then ultimately feeding that obsession uh, leads to an early grave. And this is why a lot of people that uh, um, go into these like extreme sports and stuff, you know, by 50, their body's falling apart. About 55, they wish they were dead. And then they end up uh, dying, you know, in their early 60s, um, you know, far, far away before they should. Right. Because of this obsession and because of this addiction. So that being said, living holistically is saying, yeah, I'm going to uh, make sure that I, I take care of myself, but I'm also going to make sure that I'm doing other things that, that create more of holistic living. Now, we've all uh, seen and heard people that um, get thoroughly uh, obsessed with themselves. And it usually happens, you know, at a midlife crisis or divorce and and men and women start working on themselves and they get in better shape and then they start uh, a new fad diet and all of these different things and then everything about their communication becomes about their food uh what they're eating and what their new workout routine is and what they're doing now and their new smoothie and all these things and what you can see is an absolute obsession uh for the health and they're getting uh, they're getting sidetracked and they're getting out of whack, and uh, it's not going to end as well as as they actually hope for. Okay, so life is to be to live uh, holistically. What are some other things? Uh, I'll just wrap this up real quick. But some other things are entertainment, work, entertainment's good, work's good, spirituality is good. Uh, business, uh, making money, you know, all of those things are good in themselves, but when they become detrimental is when I focus on that area of my life to the detriment of all other areas. Okay. And this often happens with, um, sobriety that we focus on addiction and we focus on getting clean and we focus on our sobriety time and all of these different things. And uh, what we don't understand is that we've gone to the level of obsession where all we are surrounded with were, are people with the same sickness and who are undergoing the same problems and the same situations. And our life is becoming skewed and all the, out of balance to where the only thing that matters is the conversation about spirituality and recovery. Okay. And uh, that could uh, also be be just as detrimental so what do we do to all this then what's 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 the answer i'm glad you ask and that's why i'm having this uh podcast to uh make sure that we talk about this so at each area of your life you have <clears throat> you have your soul and what i like to think of these as like um 
like thermometers you know you can see the temperature of how hot it is outside what uh, the best thing to do is to take your temperature okay and that is to take your temperature in each area of your life to see where you're currently located to see where your power level is okay so first we have the soul power we answer these questions how is your relationship with God from one to five okay one being like absolutely terrible, you're a Judas, you're a backstabber, you like every single chance you get, you indulge in sin and, and make excuses and all that stuff. That'd be a number one, okay? Uh, number five is that you're, you know, you're about to walk on water, you should be translated out of this place, like God's almost done with you. So you see the, the contrast here. From one to five, like where do you fall is as far as your relationship with God, do you feel okay about it? Uh, the second question inside is that that is how is your alignment with your character and your convictions? What people often fail to understand is that the quality of our life is thoroughly attached to our character. I'll say that again so it sticks. The quality of our life is correlated to the amount of our character. And that is as if that we're out of whack and we're out of alignment and we're out of uh, integrity and we're constantly making stupid decisions. There is no way for our lives to um, to be wonderful inside of that fashion. There, it's not going to be wonderful. It's going to be filled with pain. All right. So that's one to five. Uh, the third one is how much fulfillment are you experiencing? Man, like some of these questions really get to open our mindset up to uh, getting some clarity and getting some vision inside of our lives. All right. How much fulfillment are you experiencing from one to five? And lastly, in this category is uh, how is your ability to be led by God? Now, we're told that uh, those who are led by God, these are the sons of God, right? And so... Uh, coming back down to the basics of what Jesus said and what he's looking for is that they w uh, uh, we would incline our ear and that we would hear his words and that we would listen. Okay, that's a, a, a third three-step process right there. Incline our ear is uh, inclining, is leaning forward, um, is listening, and then so hearing the word and then acting upon it. So listening, yeah, actually hearing, receiving it, welcoming, and then acting on it. It's very simplistic, but it's what God's looking for as far as leading. So those four things. How is your relationship with God from one to five? How is your alignment with your character and convictions? One to five. How much fulfillment are you experiencing? One to five. And how is your ability to be led by God? One to five. Okay. And so we are seeing where we are located inside the area of our soul. And this is what I could tell you. That asking ourselves these questions, uh, being uh, introspective, challenging yourself, looking at yourself, and being willing to be honest about where you are currently located is what is going to help you to move forward inside of your life. Okay. There's no getting to where you want to go if you don't thoroughly recognize where you're currently located. I'll say that one more time so it sticks. There is no getting to where you want to go unless you're thoroughly honest about where you are currently located. If you don't know where you're at, 
then you are just walking like clueless and 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 even more so if you don't know how you got to where you're <laughs> where you're at you're kind of doomed to just repeat that process over and over so looking at yourself being honest like how is your relationship with god one to five uh lying to yourself and saying that you're a five um basically you know what that is telling me is that yesterday uh you rose somebody from the dead uh you commit you did a bunch of miracles and all this stuff and you're just used mightily by god uh yesterday and so today you feel like you're a five okay that's what i want to to instill home is just a sense of honesty and that hey if you're a two if you feel like you're a two then that's it is what it is that's where you're currently located and so being honest about that and then asking yourself this question is okay now that i've uh determined where i'm currently located inside of my relationship with god what do i need to to do to just increase one point okay so there's 20 points in this possibility from one to five with four questions right and so let's just say our overall was a 12 uh, my score is a 12 out of 20. And I'm asking myself, what do I need to do just to get one more point above? To get to 13. That's all I'm asking myself, okay? This is not me going from a 12 to a 20 uh, just uh, instantly. This is asking myself, what is it going to take for me to go from a 12 inside of my relationship with God to a 13? And sit with that question for a little bit because the answer is going to come to you. <clears throat> when we ask ourselves questions like this, um, this is the intuitive energy that actually uh, gets the answer and gets the ball rolling inside of those areas of our life. So, how is your relationship with God from 1 to, well actually it will probably be from 4 to 20? And what can you do to increase by one point? So this could be something very simplistic. If it's like the lowest area is your ability to be led by God. Let's just say you you put a one in that category. Um, you, you're asking yourself, what can I do to get that to a two? And what that could mean is next time that you're, you're prompted uh, by God to do something, uh, you'll just act and you'll do it and you won't let your brain get in the way. Boom. Now you're at a two in that area you get what i'm saying all right so you know how to do this identify what it is is that it's going to get you one more notch up and begin to execute and to do that all right that's all the time i have for right now i will uh continue this in a, a little bit later uh but this is part one of holistic living and i uh, hope you enjoyed this episode and i'll talk to you again soon peace